You're listening to Mind Your Own Business Podcast, Episode 10. On this episode, we're joined again by our special guest, Mike Neuendorf, with a couple of his clients as we discuss the mystery of salespeople. You're listening to Mind Your Own Business Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Mind Your Own Business, a guide to driving success and balancing life. This is where we get a chance to get some real life learnings from actual business owners, executives, and business leaders who've actually been there and done that. So, as always, I am joined by my wonderful co host, Mary Ellen. Welcome, welcome to the show today. Thanks, Josh, and hello, everyone. Uh, I'm going to switch this up a little bit on Josh. Oh, you're, you're today. jumping right in, aren't oh, you? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. That's I had to, or else it would go. Josh <laughs> would be in control. You did not give me a chance. <laughs> so you know how we're always talking about my remodel and some of the mysteries I run into oh, uh, as we go through this yeah. process, right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you one. Ooh. So what's the last mystery novel that you read or movie uh, that you saw? And, um, you know, what what were those cliffhangers, those unanswered questions, those hmm. things that left you wondering what's next? Well, that's that's a loaded question. There's actually been been quite a few. Um, luckily for for me, the, the, the books that I've read recently have actually come to some really good uh, resolutions uh, so I was actually, you know, about halfway through the novel, I was freaking out and I couldn't put it down, uh, but they came to resolution. But um, I'd say probably, and this is going to come to no surprise to anyone who's heard any of these previous podcasts, um, the most recent uh, Star Wars movie, the Star Wars, The Force Awakens, that um, that left a lot of mysteries, a lot of cliffhangers, a lot of unanswered questions uh, that so many of us, you know, sci-fi and diehard nerds out there have been really, you know, chomping at the bit to get answered. There's a lot of different fan theories. Uh, there's a lot of different, you know, ideas out there about, you know, what some of these answers could be. And I, I honestly don't think that they're going to be answered until uh, the new movie comes out next year. Um, so, you know, that's that's probably the most recent that's uh, really been in the back of my mind. Right? Well, clearly that was not so subtle. Huh? <laughs> no, that, that wasn't subtle at all. <laughs> I know we're getting ready to talk about what the mystery of salespeople, but that was a good segue. Yeah, I like that. Was. That was, was that was really well done. Nice that was well done. Um, but what could be a bigger mystery than what makes a great that's, salesperson? That's very true. I mean, there's a lot of negative negativity out there about salespeople. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the holiday season, so um, I'll tell you. Oh, those poor salespeople this right? time of year. Yeah, exactly. So um, I mean, I don't even understand sales. I mean, I'm in marketing, and you think the two tie together, but. Even me, I, I I have a hard time wrapping my brain around the concept of sales. Yeah. And you know what? For me, being in sales and operations, which is not common, just so everyone out there knows that, um, I, I agree. I mean, sales touches everything. Hmm. It's even how we teach our kids. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean, well, you've worked with a lot of sales teams, you know, throughout your career. So, you know, what do you think makes a top salesperson? For me, it's really that person that can understand what their customer wants. Mm. And this is really a lost art because the key factor for me has always been listening skills and good questions. And then when it's the right time for them to buy. Um, So that's really what I think a good salesperson is about. And in today's day and age, we're all in such a hurry. 
We can all research everything online. So that whole art of forming that relationship, I believe, is getting lost. And it could be some of the struggles that companies are, are coming across. Because if they're no longer bonding with the person that they're buying from, it doesn't matter where they buy it from anymore. So do you think that that is something that's kind of inherent? Or do you think that that's something that you teach? I believe you can teach it if you have a great coach. If you have somebody that can demonstrate to you the value in really embracing a sales process and following it and holding you accountable, you can be tremendous at it. Well, I mean, with that being said, let's just let's not waste any time bringing in our experts. So let me introduce Mike Neuendorf. Mike has actually been on Mind Your Own Business with us before. Mike, we're so glad to have you back. Uh, Mike's a growth coach in San Francisco who works with business owners and their teams. So, Mike, welcome back to Mind Your Own Business. Thank you very much, Josh. It's really good to be back with you. Excellent. Now, now, from what I understand, you have actually have a couple of your clients uh, with you as well. So can you kind of give us a little bit of information about who you have with you today? Sure. Uh, so I have two uh, graduates of my sales mastery uh, sales coaching program with us today. I'm uh, happy to introduce uh, to you Janet Louie, who is a, a certified feng shui consultant and practitioner. And uh, she is the owner of her own business. And then I have uh, Chris Palmer, uh, who also went through the program with Janet. And he uh, was an independent sales representative for Carl Zeiss when he came into the program, and he's now a direct representative for Carl Zeiss products and works with uh, endodontists and other dental professionals. Well, thanks so much for uh, for joining us today, Janet and Chris. We, we appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks so much. And um, what I'd like to do is really just start uh, this conversation going. Uh, we have a lot of great people. Uh, experts out there, and I really want to get started with the sales conversation. So um, my first question is going to go to Janet. Janet, as a small business owner, and you're unique because you're also the consultant who's also selling. So as a small business owner, what is something, what are the struggles that you see with sales? I think convincing people to uh, buy your product, because in classical feng shui, it's kind of like a personalized um, uh, service, and you have to uh, either teach or do something uh, to show the public, do a lot of public speaking, to show them what you know uh, in order for them to buy into your service, which is uh, mainly home auditing and business auditing. So you really have to demonstrate your knowledge? Uh, to your customers? You do. And it's difficult uh, when you're in a setting where you network. It, it's somewhat difficult. You have to really kind of teach or do a lot of public speaking so they can see what you can do or offer a service for free, a little bit of a service. So I do mini readings uh, for free to show people what I know and if it's of any use to them. It's kind of like, you know, for them to sample what I can do for free. Yeah, that and that's great insight. Thank you for sharing. Um, I kind of now want to direct uh, the next question, uh, just because I have a few of you, so I'm kind of excited about this to get different viewpoints. The next question I want to direct is towards Chris. Chris, you shared, and so did Mike, that you 
um, were an accountant originally who made a career change and uh, shifted over to sales. So during that process, when did you realize you needed additional support with sales? Um, it was a, it was a, well at first it was just trying to uh, get my bearings because uh, it's obviously a different, whole different ball game and uh, um, a different uh, profession and everything is completely different. And so um, uh, pretty much right away I knew that I needed help. <laughs> Kind of uh, getting some kind of process and to kind of like put it, uh, get a better understanding of of what I need to spend my time in and what isn't really worth my time, and so pretty much immediately. <laughs> but uh, I floundered around a bit before I found Michael. Thanks for sharing. Uh, so, Mike, let me actually direct this to you. I mean, with your with your background in sales and sales mastery and your 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 knowledge of the whole sales process. Why do you think there's so many subpar salespeople out there in the market today? Well, I would answer that, Josh, with two two statements. One is that I have run into a large amount of salespeople in small business that have never been trained. And the reason they've never been trained is because usually they work for owners who are not trained salespeople themselves. They're, they're owners of businesses like Janet who are experts at what they do. I mean, Janet knows feng shui as well as anyone I've ever met. But when it comes to the actual selling process, when before Janet started Sales Mastery, she didn't know how to sell. And so how could she train a salesperson working for her? So I see that often. And then secondarily, uh, there is uh, this idea around selling that hey, I, it's easy. All I have to do is just be myself, be helpful, provide information, answer questions. That's all selling is, isn't it? So there's this, uh, this mystery around how sales actually works, and people assume it's easier than it really is. Mm, well, that, that, that actually makes a lot of sense, Mike. I, I appreciate you sharing that. But what about, you know, uh, you know, Janet and Chris, what mistakes do you see or have you seen uh, in businesses that, that they make during this sales training process that you've maybe experienced firsthand? Um, what I've seen is, especially in my community, of uh, the feng shui community, is the teachers, when they do their PowerPoint presentation, uh, they make it too difficult for the average person to understand the concepts of classical feng shui, which dates back thousands of years ago. Right. And it's so difficult that people get frustrated, or and the classes are expensive. So they spend a lot of money, and they make it so hard. They make it like a Harvard uh, feng shui class. And it really shouldn't be. It should be simple. And that's where I, I started with Michael. I, it was hard for me because I was used to learning at that high level. Then he had he taught me to bring it down so everyone could understand it, and to show uh, that you have a, a service that's really helpful to them, and what can it do for them. That's that's the most important thing when you do presentations. What is it going to do for them? That's the main goal when you do your presentation. Not not so much the theories and the formulas. 
which are some somewhat complex in classical feng shui. So what I hear from you, Janet, is, you know, getting back to kind of the fundamentals and presenting it in a way that can be easily digested uh, by the audience is, is probably one of the, mo- the key factors when it comes to doing a presentation like that. Absolutely. Yeah, it's kind of like you have to uh, structure it in a way that they want to come to you for the information, but it has to be simple and it has to show like what is the purpose of you being there and standing in front of a, a crowd of people that you don't know and doesn't understand. Most of the people I talk to, they don't know a thing about feng shui at all. And they can't even pronounce it correctly, you know, some <laughs> of them, you know. So it's, right. it's hard. It's challenging. And, and I was actually, I think the first time I went out to do a, a, a speaking, uh, one of, uh, the second or third time, and it was in front of a crowd that didn't understand what I did and I made it too complex. So I had to redo everything, bring it down 10 notches, you know. So that's how it, it, it was with me when I, I first started uh, being Michael's client. Yeah, he had to help me through that. <laughs> so yeah, that's the difficulty in my my community of feng shui consultants. I I know, you know, uh, some people like that tough stuff, but if you you want to appeal to the public, you have to bring it down and make it easy. So Chris, let me ask you, you know, same question. You know, what mistakes do you see most in businesses making in the sales training process? Um, I see uh, during the sales training uh, process, they focus a lot on uh, closing the sale, which is uh, a very important part of uh, sales, obviously, because if you don't close the sale, you don't get paid. And um, and but it's kind of too much of a focus on uh, which closing methods you're using, and it doesn't give you an overall kind of perspective on the whole sales process. And um, that's what I really learned, or really learned a lot about through Michael, is uh, developing my sales process and uh, following that sales process. That's great insight. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and I'm going to shift this one to Mike because it sounds like you have two fans out there. So um, I'm going to ask you, what makes a really good sales team or person? Ooh. I had I had a question that was similar to that come to me from a prospect the other day that I was talking to about bringing a sales training program into their company. And the question was, uh, what are the two most important traits of a successful salesperson? I feel that's similar to your question, Mary Ellen. And my, my answer to that was one is uh, intuition, that I believe that a person needs to be very intuitive as to uh, what the per- other person is looking for, what they're interested in, what problems they're having. Uh, you need to read between the lines and understand uh, problems at a deeper level, uh, connect their problems with your solution. So intuition plays a big part in the sales process. So that, that was one of my answers. And then the second one was perseverance, that uh, many salespeople uh, could be great but they give up too soon. They give up too soon on a client, on a prospective client. They give up too soon on training and applying. They give up too soon on staying just in the game. 
uh, of sales because uh, sales is very difficult at first. I, I was a failure many times in my early sales career, but I persevered and found ways that, that worked for me. And so that uh, I answered in those with those two traits. Excellent. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. I mean, that was, yeah, we really appreciate you just kind of, you know, giving us the real deal there and giving us, <laughs> giving <laughs> us the truth. Um, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Mike Neuendorf, Janet and Chris, as we discuss the mystery of salespeople. Mind Your Own Business is sponsored by The Growth Coach. The Growth Coach is a franchise organization that's comprised of business coaches from all over the globe that focuses on business and sales coaching for small to medium-sized businesses. These coaches help guide the success of business owners, managers, and sales teams primarily in a group coaching format. Thanks to The Growth Coach. And we're back. Now, Janet, I'm going to I'm going to toss this to you. Now, you gave some really good insight a little bit ago about some of the key elements that makes a good sales training. Um, So what do you think can be some of the business ramifications that a bad salesperson can actually have on a business? Or have you experienced anything specific? Yeah, I think what what is really bad as far as like um, following through a lot of uh, people when they make the sale they don't follow through or they, they meet a, a potential prospect at, at a club meeting or some presentation they did. They don't actively follow through with keeping up with a person, um, even their former clients, uh, to keep tabs with them and see how they're doing. Uh, a lot of people what I learned in the sales mastery is you, you have like 25 people that are, or top 10 people that are your really good clients and you always try to keep tabs with them all the time because they might have potential jobs for you. Um, for myself, I, I leverage myself with a, um, a master that's internationally known and I'm working with him and it's working because the leveraging is working because we I'm I'm making money leveraging his very successful business with mine uh, that's just starting out so leveraging is is really important if you you know a mentor that will help you and and it's already a big success uh, that that will help help you in in your sales process and everything and and just improving your business because you learn from them that's good insight thanks for sharing that janet um chris i'm going to kind of shift this next one to you because you're an actual salesperson uh out there uh from accounting uh when when mike shared that story that's a big shift going from being an accountant to a salesperson so what were some of your key learnings through the sales mastery program um, that really helped you make that trans formation from one career to another? Yeah, that's a, a great question. Um, the, the transition was, uh, was a rough one. <laughs> and I think <laughs> the, the, uh, the, uh, the key at the beginning was, you know, developing the sales process, kind of like what I uh, spoke on before, of just, you know, a way of, you know, kind of, you know, next steps, you know, you know, a lot of times after I speak to a, a potential uh, client, I would kind of leave the conversation and and not you know schedule something else to follow up you know with them. 
and I found that like I would lose a lot of sales because I wasn't like consciously following up with uh, the um, the clients. And so um, having that sales process and asking what the next step is and advancing the uh, the uh, the prospect through the uh, stages was really impactful to my business. May I add one thing to that? Sure. Oh, yeah. Another key thing that I remember uh, working with Chris on is uh, use of time. That uh, there, time is different in the sales profession than it is in other professions. Uh, oftentimes in other professions, you're working with a team, uh, you have uh, meetings, uh, you have uh, other people scheduling your time for you. And when you're an, a salesperson, especially an independent salesperson like Chris, uh, time is his own. And uh, how he uses that time is, is crucial and critical. And so I, I recall that that was something that Chris and I also worked on. And I work on that with a lot of salespeople is a master your use of time because uh, it, that you, it's going to make a big difference in, in how much income you make. Mike, I couldn't agree more. Being in sales myself, uh, in and out of the career that I've had, uh, time management and utilizing my time effectively has always been a challenge for me. So I think you hit on a really critical one. Thanks for sharing. And, and for me as a, for me as a whole, I mean, when it comes to sales, I am, I'm completely ignorant. Uh, I don't have the patience for sales. I don't have the knowledge. I don't have the capacity uh, for sales. I mean, I'm in marketing, but I sit behind my computer and, you know, I do the whole digital marketing side. So all of this is, is very intriguing to me. It's uh, just getting this knowledge from hearing, uh, the three of you and, and you, Mary Ellen, just kind of give your insight, you know, into this. I'm actually learning a lot and have a much larger respect now for, uh, the sales industry and for the individuals in sales. But, you know, I have to kind of put it out there. Uh, Mike, I'll ask you first, and then I'll kind of ask for, uh, the experience side from Janet and Chris. So, you know, why, why should someone get a sales coach or why would you recommend that an individual have a sales coach? Sure. Before I answer that, I want to say that uh, I have a spot for you in my next sales mastery program, Josh, so that uh, you can. <laughs> I will go out to San Francisco and I'll sit through it. I've got no more excuses. <laughs> That's right. You, you will no longer be uh, befuddled as to how sales actually happens. And that is how it's done. Yes, that's how it's done. <laughs> so how, why should someone have a sales coach? I, I would say that uh, there are a few reasons. One is uh, that uh, independent salespeople or small business owners that are solopreneurs like Janet, uh, they're not accountable to anyone regularly. Uh, salespeople often come to me because they have a non-existent sales manager. And so as a sales coach, I often play the role of a sales manager for for a salesperson because uh, everyone needs a mentor, everyone needs guidance. Janet mentioned in her answer that she has a mentor and she works with that mentor and leverages that mentor. Well, salespeople need mentors and people that can guide them too, but they're fiercely independent. So when they find a coach that they can identify and uh, identify with and respect and learn from, uh, that can be a really great relationship that helps that person to just move further faster. Uh, so that's, that's one reason. A second reason is because you can make more money. Uh, you, with, with a sales coach, uh, you can set a goal that is higher than you probably would have set on your own, 
and that coach is now uh, with you in reaching that goal. You now have two people targeting that number as opposed to just you yourself. And uh, that coach is going to push you to work harder, try harder, think deeper, uh, call again, find another prospect, and just keep pushing you, just like a personal trainer would push you harder in the gym, the sales coach will push you harder out in the field. I mean, I've gone out with my clients uh, on calls. I've, I've sat, sat on calls with clients. I mean, I'll do whatever it takes to ensure that a client makes their goal. So uh, those are a couple of the reasons why I think it's so important for a salesperson who believes they can do better but aren't exactly sure how uh, to get a coach. Excellent. Thanks, Mike. Well, now, now, Janet, let me kind of start with you then. Uh, what was your experience then having, having a sales coach? Um, it, it, it was just a great class. It, it, it handled like when they object. Uh, it gave us tools like DISC, uh, which is kind of like um, a personality map or, or you know, what kind of person is your client? Is he a dominant person, a conscientious person? And this is like four different types of personality. So we learned that tool and we use it to feel out the client and what kind of person is he? Is he a dominant person that wants results, that's firm, uh, forceful? Right away, you, you want to answer him with results, like I'll give you results. And um, that's one of the things we learn is what, what do they want and what kind of personality do they have. So this DISC system really helped us kind of figure out what we were and what they, what type of person, personality they had so we could relate to them right away and close the deal. Janet, that's great insight and thanks for sharing that. Um, and I agree. I mean, there's so many elements to the sales process and understanding um, who your customer is and listening skills are definitely critical. And as you stated, then doing that profiling on yourself and your customers to understand how they buy and how they um, how their perception of you as their salesperson. So that's great insight. At this time, I'm going to ask... Um, Chris, the same question. So why would you recommend uh, utilizing a sales co coach? Um, that's a great question. Um, it's interesting that, uh, that Michael said that he kind of drew an analogy between like a sales coach and a personal trainer. Um, because as, actually as we were, I was going through the uh, sales mastery course, uh, we have to fill out a, a strategic planner and it has just different goals and different ways you check in. And, uh, and you can do it uh, personally and professionally. And one of the goals that I had um, personally was uh, to increase my physical fitness. And as I uh, started the course, I, I, I just completed, I, I made a goal to do a triathlon, right? And so I started out with a uh, sprint triathlon. But then by the end of the course, um, I completed a, a half Ironman. So it was really interesting because that kind of was kind of a, a different way of thinking about how I kind of grew as a, a salesperson as well, you know, not really knowing that much about, you know, uh, what I was learning about with, with the sales process and also having that um, structure and that support that knowing that, you know, every month I'm going to have to go 
back to the the other my peers and tell them about you know uh, what my successes were for the previous month or what my failures were and really kind of hold my feet to the fire and um, force me to um, improve and uh, achieve my goals. Thanks for sharing that. I mean, I and I couldn't agree more. Accountability uh, is critical and um, always driving for the next level of success, I think, is also something that, that is a passion of mine and I think most people, most salespeople have. I, I completely agree. And unfortunately, we're, we're out of time today. I feel like we could talk about the mystery of salespeople all day. Uh, but Mike, Janet, and Chris, I feel like you've really kind of cleared this up uh, for me and I know hopefully for, uh, for our audience as well. So I know while the importance of a strong sales team for business is obvious, I feel like we really learned you know, some of the upkeep and some of the follow-up and some of those key elements in, in speaking with you today. So thank you again. Uh, everyone for for joining us on the show, yeah, Mary Ellen. I'll make sure to you know let you know when I ever find any resolution uh, from any of these from this upcoming Star Wars movie. If I ever get my answers uh, finally uh, from what I've been needing, well, keep me posted because I I love your perception of all of this. So please keep me posted. I most certainly will. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Have a great week. You're listening to Mind Your Own Business Podcast. 